0: You are listening to Share a Slice with Sean.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Share a Slice with Sean. This week, I'm happy to have on again for a second time, Roxanne Price. Roxanne works as a working girl, um, aka a, um, I guess, prostitute, uh, hooker, whatever you want to call it, over at the Love Ranch North uh, in Nevada. So this is a legal brothel and the last time i had her on the show we talked more sort of about the experience the wicked, the way the industry works the normal health tests etc cetera, etc cetera. um this time around i wanted to talk to her more about her personal experiences and you know get down more at the at the human level of this kind of job this work uh so yeah uh join me in this conversation with roxanne um super cool person i'd love to go uh chill out with her sometime in nevada and uh yeah um let's jump right into the conversation so last time we kind of like uh, that was a while ago we were kind of just talking about uh, sort of the generic uh, the generals of uh living in a well not living in a bordello i is it a sorry i said a bordello but it's a brothel living no, like in...
2: bordello is like the way cooler term i totally prefer it it's very fancy and old school wild west sounding yeah. totally cool
1: it's like the bordellos just above the saloon kind of thing
2: <laughs>
1: yeah so you but you you're so we kind of went through a lot of the kind of uh administrative processes involved uh you know the you have like the wicket type place with the window and the whole thing. That's on the previous episode. Things got really kind of technical that way. On this previously. episode, previously on Chair Slice. <laughs> on this episode, I kind of wanted to maybe get into a little more um, personal type uh, story type situations rather than just like a technical like uh, you know you you show up here, you pay this amount, you all that kind of stuff, which is all important, but it's not, Yeah, you know, it was kind of very, uh, might've been, some people might've found it dry. I found it kind of interesting myself. Uh, but just to back up a bit for people who didn't hear the last episode, your name is Roxanne Price and you are a, what what they call a working girl, which means you work at, um, the Love Ranch North, which is a legal brothel, um, in, in Nevada, right? Just outside of Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, in the Reno area. I work at the place and I do the things and the things are good. The things <laughs> help people. I think, I don't know.
1: The things, <laughs> the things. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, and you've, you've been doing this, you've been doing this work now for, for how many years now?
2: Oh, it's so funny. So I started July 4th, 2014. So it will be four years, which isn't a long time. Like I'm going to turn 24 this October, but it feels like a long time. That's like over a thousand days. That's like almost half a decade. That's kind of a long time.
1: That is is a fair, fair amount of, uh, of days. And so you started on (laughs) independence day then July 4th, you started with a bang.
2: Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) I went to this pool party and I just remember seeing Dennis with all of these like topless girls around him. And I'm like, this is my life now, but not really. Like, I don't really go to a whole bunch of those socializing events because social anxiety.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting thing to be for someone because you're, I mean, in your line of work to kind of be a bit of you're a bit of an introvert. I take it when you're not uh, meeting with clients.
2: Yeah, I'm like, uh, well, according to the Myers-Briggs personality test, woo. I don't know how much, you know, like uh, you got to remain skeptical on stuff like that. But it says like I'm 89% introverted. Uh So I like that. I like saying I'm an 89% introvert. But yeah, I just I really need a lot of alone time to process everything that happens. I think a lot and I need to listen to music a lot. So, yeah
1: how did that first day go, I guess, back in what, four years ago?
2: Oh, let me try to remember. Um, uh, well, I mean, I just, I put a bathing suit on and I I was really like, I I gained a little, yeah, no, I lost a little bit of weight in the past few years. So I was kind of like still insecure. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm wearing barely anything. And, so I'm just thinking all these things, right? As I'm like going to this pool party and they're like, oh, the new girls need to go to the 4th of July pool party, and meet Dennis and blah. But there was like barbecue and there's a lot of clients. Like uh, if you're into networking, those pool parties are like a good place to meet people, I guess. But I don't really like doing that. I'd rather the people come meet me, I guess. That's a lot easier, less stressful. So I just said, hi, um, it seemed like things were just getting started up, and so I just met some girls. I left after a few minutes because we usually go in shifts, you know, like yeah. all of the girls because we have so many on shift, and we don't we we want to have people in our lineup when it's very rare that those pool parties are happening, but usually, occasional stuff like that um what else and I just remember like I don't really remember a lot other than trying to figure out what I was gonna wear and being anxious about that and I really was shy and I didn't want to talk to any customers and then like by nighttime I think I had my first party so that was kind of awkward and that guy was very nice for kind of like, quote unquote, breaking me in, you know, cause I was obviously like inexperienced, but that's usually, that's how the first day went. Um, as far as like the 4th of July stuff, I mean, yeah, there, it was like busy, you know, but I don't really pay attention to those kind of holidays too much. So it wasn't a big deal for me personally. I guess everybody else was like festive and and happy and drinking and barbecue and stuff
1: you're kind of like you're you're kind of like more uh into maybe reading a good book or watching a good tv show or something like that Mm kind of situation
2: maybe something like that and
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean like uh so just to give me my me a kind of an, an idea of like uh what it's like um because i guess i guess when i and and this might be like sort of like my own thoughts and maybe it's my crazy repressed mind or something <laughs> you know whenever i'm communicating with you on 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 messenger or whatever trying to set up appointments or something i'm like is she with a guy is she <laughs> Is she like just picking it up from the headboard or like she picking it up from the side table or something? I'm
2: just constantly in my bed all day long. Yeah, that's the You're
1: just having sex constantly and I'm just like, oh, Ow. hold on a sec, one moment. I just have to answer this text. Like, <laughs> like I that that's that's I'm the thing. Sorry. So like when I heard when I heard you talk about your first day, right? I'm like uh-huh. okay, did they, they brought her into the this room they all wore like um swimsuits and then they all took them off and they had a big orgy i mean that's just like where my thoughts go because it's like when what i hear the hell? <laughs> I, because when i hear when i hear like um that you're you're uh that you work in a brothel that's like it's kind of like it's weird it, that it all focuses there but i think that what yeah. you're telling me is that it's not it's not centered around that. It's centered around like a, a client provider relationship. Like you don't just like, like it's not, you do more stuff than just like be a, some sort of sex doll or something. I mean, that's what I'm trying to get yeah. out of here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and that's good. That's good to like, clear those misconceptions up i mean some girls are very like i want to have sex with everybody all of the time in this place and that place and over there and you know but i i generally am just like to focus on -on one-on-one i have been involved in like an orgy or two and that was like that's really awesome that i get to have those experiences so young but um it's more of a sophisticated place of business i mean you know, there there are some crazy stories. Uh, usually that kind of happens at the Bunny Ranch. Um, okay. Just because like Dennis is always there and like those. I feel like those are more like the wild type of girls. But like Love Ranch is very relaxed. No pressure, just like chill environment, which is why I really like it there. I never tried to go work at the Bunny Ranch, which they're great. They offer, I feel like a more like, High energy, like party like a rock star kind of vibe. If that makes any sense, you have like something different for all of Dennis's brothels. That's what I believe, at least, or what I've seen.
1: Yeah, this is Dennis Hoff. He's the owner of both uh, that guy. Yeah, both the love lo- the the mm-hmm. Love Ranch and where you are. They're both called Love Ranch, but the the other one, the the big one, is where the all the action happens. Like the, the crazy rowdy stuff is basically what you're saying. Usually,
2: I mean. Definitely, like in the past, I've heard of stories happening like that at the Bunny Ranch. Um, which some Bunny people Ranch. they're really like, they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Love Ranch North used to be called the Bunny Ranch too, but then Dennis made its own brand and he um, named it Love Ranch North, and then he has the Love Ranch South, which is in Vegas. So, um, but anyway, like you could watch the Cat House series and that takes place primarily at the Buddy Ranch and they show a whole bunch of, bunch of like horsing around and I don't know. I mean, that happens at all the places, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's more of like the nighttime crowd too. I work like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. because okay. I just want to be like a normal person. I don't drink, you know, I don't really like to party. Loud music annoys me. I don't like talking over people. Um... So that environment isn't it just gives me a headache. I'm really sensitive to cigarette smoke as well. So I just don't like being around I, I'm just too sensitive. I can't <laughs> hang. That's You're, really what it is.
1: it's like it's like, hey, let's uh, let's hang out with Roxanne. Maybe we could play some video games, do some yeah. net, <laughs> Netflix and chill that kind of situation.
2: Watch Rick and Morty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. Rick and Morty, exactly. Um, you, do you ever have like, uh, I mean, I'm assuming that you guys have some fairly high profile folks come in and I, am not asking you to tell me who comes in, but do you ever have situations where like there, you got their public persona, like maybe they're who knows, maybe there's some kind of like high profile, like you know fundy christian type uh straight lace type but then you you, they get in there and they they get their freak on like do you ever get the sense that that's the kind of situation or is everyone
2: um that's a really good question i mean i've never personally like met any celebrities i say that with like bunny bunny ears for some weird reason but I feel like Dennis does have some celebrity friends, but he usually would take them to the bunny ranch to like party like rock stars, right? Oh, okay. um, I see. But I feel like Yeah, there's definitely some, some people that have status or they're overachievers. Like even if they are like shy or nerdy, they can still be like, have a lot of money and own businesses. And I honestly try to approach my position as like the respectful, discreet provider. So while I encourage like honest and open communication from both sides, like a lot of these men, like I don't know everything about them unless we become like Hardcore, like regular, regularly seeing each other. Um, so I don't like they might like a lot of the customers that I have seen. Like, yeah, definitely. Some dudes do have some kind of status, but I usually don't know about it because I'm not like trying to press for that type of information. It would be kind of inappropriate. Um, any of my regulars they are just like normal dudes that are like way too generous with me, I guess, which I'm really grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um. If that makes any sense at all, I just I feel like I don't have like a straight answer for that other than if somebody was like super religious or something like that, like they didn't talk about it or if they, they did like they're like high ranking and whatever bullshit society like I didn't know about it and I'm really opinionated. <laughs> so maybe it's better that we don't talk about those. Maybe types. Of things. Maybe you
1: lay off the, the politics and the and the religion in the bedroom unless you're going to say like, I, oh, God. Other than that,
2: oh, yeah, I just, I mean, whatever, <laughs> I just talk freely. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm non religious. So, like, using the Lord's name in vain, like, that doesn't even, that's not even like a concept in my brain ever. So uh, maybe I say it. I don't know. Um, wh- what am I trying to say here? I think, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, I think that religion and politics uh, anywhere is something to where you just like you have to kind of test the waters first with a new person and if you feel like you're vibing really well with them you can mention those sorts of things Uh, especially in America people are so divided right now and it's really unfortunate but I'm definitely like leaning more towards like progressive even though that word has just been shit all over you know I'd like to think that like liberal like progressive values like they're good but i don't know i feel like being balanced like you don't want to choose team team blue or team red you know you want to kind of be in the middle so i just i feel like yeah you can have reasonable discussions with customers about religion and politics but sometimes you just don't want to kill the mood because we're still trying to have like sexy time you know and (laughs) Not everybody's prepared for me to get all intellectual and deep on them. And I'm usually pretty sensitive. I'll try to like test the waters. And if I feel like they're not into it, then I'll just do what I'm supposed to do. You know, but I do like I like talking about that kind of stuff. I love it. But not everybody is into it. So got to be sensitive.
1: What are you more into? Or are you so you're more into the the, the brains? Or are you more into the brawn? Like if uh, if you're if you want like like uh, for a guy.
2: No, yeah, 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 that's a good question, too. I mean, me personally, um, I'm going to answer this from like my own personal romantic life, um, which sex workers have. Yeah, it's a big surprise, right? Woo! Yeah. Um, uh, like, my ideal partner would be really smart and also in shape. But, uh, like, clients that I see, like, I'm not all the way in shape. I would like to get in shape in the future. I think I'm starting to get around to, like, wanting to start a routine, you know, of um, working out. I'm just really lazy and squishy and bleh. But um, I feel like I like hip bones. Like, dude's hip bones are really sexy to me. Like, I like seeing those contours. I like a flat tummy, you know, stuff. I don't need, like, I don't like generic beauty. Um, so if it's, like, a super buff guy that's, like, got blonde, short hair, and just generically hot, like, that's not very interesting to me. I want somebody who looks, like, intellectually beautiful. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, I'm 100%, like, into men. Uh, I figured that out. I'm, like, I, I feel like that's worth mentioning for whatever reason. I'm heterosexual for sure. Um, and then, like, the intellect is very important. So, you know. I just explained the physical part of it, but if you can't romance me the correct way, or you can't like, you can't impress me with your knowledge or like, I need somebody who's deep and authentic and down to earth and they need to be honest. So I have really high standards for just anyone that I associate with regarding those um, values. But that also definitely transfers into like my ideal romantic partner and does that make us any sense? I hope I'm not yeah, rambling yeah, about that, make, that.
1: I mean a, that makes that makes total sense. I was like uh I was thinking that maybe you're just not into like, you know, the uh your typical Barbie and Ken kind of people. So you're Ken doll. You're not into like you know, these kinds of guys. The the
2: the Ken doll needs some tattoos and like piercings and stuff, maybe. I don't know. I definitely don't like just like regular Hot looking people. I'm like, it, it's kind of intimidating to talk to like a really like, like buff dude just because, like, oh, this guy is like physically really hot, you know? Like, I get nervous. It kind of melts I, my brain a little bit.
1: I have some friends who are, uh, who are female and they like, this is going to sound really kind of selfish or weird, but they actually prefer going out with guys who are a little bit out of shape. Because they don't want to go out with a dude who's more attractive than they are. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the ego is a terrible thing.
1: So I don't know oh, if they're well, afraid of being good. cheated on or maybe it's just they just don't. They want to like be the, the, the beautiful one in the relationship. But yeah, they, they don't want to go out with some guy who's gorgeous. No. Dead.
2: Honestly like my whole fantasy with that is I want us to both look really hot, like aesthetically with our clothes and just with our bodies and the way we have our hair. And I want us to like, when we go out in public, I want us to both look just like aesthetically amazing. And then people can just both stare at us and we'll just ignore them all. Just uh,
1: fantasize about you guys. Did, did you, did you ever have (laughs) like, uh, like I, I'm guessing that you have some clients who go in and I, I don't know if this is more like for the bunny ranch itself or not, but do you have some guys who come in and they've just got some kind of really strange role play type fantasy going on? Like maybe that involves I don't know, dressing up like stuffed animals or food or mm. anything crazy like that going on?
2: You know, unfortunately, I don't have any cool stories uh, like with, you know, let me dress you up like a stuffed animal, like nothing that insane. Um, Now that I've been doing this for a few years, I definitely try to like focus on doing things that I actually feel comfortable with. But when I during my first like, I would say four months, I did meet a really nice gentleman. He paid me like well enough um to do this like whole schoolgirl roleplay thing where um it wasn't like age play like we didn't talk about like me being underage or anything like that but it was definitely like I was his alter girl and oh. um he yeah, like, oh. There's
1: like a religion thing <laughs> going on there.
2: Yeah, which was funny to me. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome, you know, way to stick it to the man. But um uh he He was, like, semi-attractive. I can't... I mean, things are foggy now. I just meet so many different people. But it stuck out to me, like... He was like, yeah, it doesn't need to be, like, really scripted or anything. I just... This is what gets me hot, you know? Like, some fantasies, they really get people heated. And just, like, a lazy imitation of the fantasy, like, it can get them into the proper headspace for that. But you just... I maybe recited a few lines that he told me to beforehand, which I hate acting or role playing. I feel like I just want to be myself, right? Like it's stressful. I don't want to be fake on any yeah,
1: degree. You don't, so that was kind of awkward. Have to be in, a, in an audition, right? Or it's like, do do you have to learn lines? Like they give you a script or something to do the whole thing? It was
2: so it was so like casual and impromptu that that didn't really happen. But it, he did have me like. Like, kneel down in a praying position, and we had sex that way with the schoolgirl skirt on. I hope this isn't too explicit. I feel like it is
1: like... the, 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 what it isn't. Sorry, it isn't the, the, this episode. I mean, <laughs> this podcast is, uh, <laughs> this podcast is, uh, has the explicit flag on it. And I Okay, I'm, good. So I feel good.
2: like we went over this last time. And then he, like, had me fold this towel in a really weird ritualistic way. Like he's like here, fold this towel, act like we're doing some kind of altar ritual, and then kneel down and we're gonna. And I'm like, okay. And I folded the towel, and he was happy, and that makes no sense. But in my brain, I'm remembering the image. It was really weird. Okay, Mm -hmm. they give us like, they give us like linens when we're after we booked the party, you know. And it was just like a little hand towel. It was all clean and fresh and warm. And here, just fold this towel. This will be really hot. That makes sense, right? That's normal.
1: That sounds like some sort of uh, (laughs) a sex cult kind of uh, thing going on there. I know that uh, (laughs) a previous guest of mine, uh, uh, David Harris, he's in the Church of Satan. And uh, I mean, some of their rituals have like nudity in them, I know. I don't know. Maybe some of them might have sexuality in them somewhere, perhaps. But um, it's probably, you know, uh, this, uh, this guy probably had some hung, ups about religion and he just needed, uh, he needed to be <laughs> sexualized. Like you see the naked nuns and things on, all around the internet and stuff and similar, I suppose.
2: It's naughty.
1: Yes. Very, very naughty. <laughs> but you, um, go ahead. Uh,
2: sorry, go on. No, you first. I didn't even know what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, when you, when you go out to places though, um, do you ever like, is it just purely vanilla? Like, do you just go to the, like, uh, you know, go to the dinner, go to like, I mean, have you been brought to like, uh, weddings, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, uh, that kind of thing. And, and, and when you're there, like, do you ever, like, do you ever have any, like, Secret sex or something with the client, and in you know, in in behind bushes so, or something.
2: Oh no, I'm I'm not nearly that interesting. Um, <laughs> some some of my other coworkers definitely, but I guess you're referring to like outdates, like where outdates, we go, like yeah. we book, yeah, we book the party. That's what we call it. It's our lingo. And you know, weirdly enough, doing an outdate is only legal in um, Northern Nevada, like Nye County, where the Vegas brothels are that county does not allow outdates to be legal really so it's really weird yeah there's a lot of like uh county specific regulations i don't know how it works don't ask but i that's just a weird little technicality but the outdates that i do um i've never been brought to a public event i don't really want to be brought to a public event i mean i have like gone to vegas and been like really just treated and spoiled and saw like live shows. Like I saw uh, Chris Angel do a magic show, which was really cool. But the fireworks kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety. So <laughs> but um I usually just go to restaurants. You know, I went to like a really nice like New Year's Eve pre dinner once Um just like wine and dine kind of stuff. I mean, I've been to a movie like once usually just restaurants like it's like a way to break the ice. Um, and then like outdates can also include, um, hotel stays because some guys, they want to get out of the brothel altogether. And that's when it really feels like a girlfriend experience, you know, which is what I advertise nonstop because I'm just, here's my personality. I'm not going to fake anything. So I'm just going to act like I, you know, like I'm your girlfriend, I guess, for this many hours. Um, so it's just like an icebreaker. Like I've never been to anything like like weird, like a wedding or anything like that. Like that normally doesn't happen. I mean, maybe uh some companions have. Definitely they have, but not me personally. Cause I just don't really put out those vibes. Like I don't want to go do that.
1: You're you're be- the you're the girlfriend who wants to stay in and, and get uh get takeout and watch a watch yeah. a movie. Right.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, but I do focus more on like the conversation and the sexual activity because that's like what these men are missing out on in their real lives. Right. So
1: that's true. But
2: some guys, it's really endearing and sweet when a client's like, I just want to watch a movie with you. You know, we, the sex can wait. And I'm like, Oh my God, this person is treating me like a human being.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, no kidding. (laughs) I mean, it's,
2: it's really sweet. It's really nice. I appreciate that
1: did you uh, have you like are are you ever in a situation where uh you're with the guy and you're you know you know he's holding you whatever, and like it maybe it does it do you ever get in a situation where it just feels a little too real like in the sense that you're kind of like, uh you know that like this guy really, really loves me like his girlfriend, and, but I'm only his girlfriend for like today until and then the end of the day, <laughs> I'm not his girlfriend. Do you ever get those feelings? It's like, uh, I don't know. I have a
2: handful. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't, I can't give those feelings back. Like I'm. I, I am good at the GFE because I just say whatever is on my brain. I have nothing to hide. I'm just myself. I mean, I had to learn how to be comfortable with myself throughout the years. But like my refined version of the GFE is like, yeah. Like guys have really like fallen down the rabbit hole. And I try to like, I try to tell them in the beginning, like, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't want to hear. Um, I just like, I'm offering you a service. I, I don't have any problem being objective about it, but when it comes to like my companionship, like I want it to feel positive and fun and I want to have like a good time with that person. Cause I want to enjoy my job too, because then I can do it for longer. I don't want it to just drain the life out of me. So I try to make it enjoyable and genuine. And there have been times where guys are like looking at me with tears in their eyes or they won't even be able to look at me at all because they know that they're like experiencing these feelings. Um, and I guess it's it's kind of like a really fucked up compliment because it's like, okay, I'm I'm obviously good at weaving this experience, but I don't ever try to lie to them. Or tell them, yeah, I, I love you also. Like, I don't. Like, I can't do that. Like, I'm I'm fulfilled in my own life already. Like, I don't have space for that. And I'm very... Like, I don't tell them everything about my personal life. But I, I make it known. You know? And I guess uh, they just like me. And, yeah. you know, like... It's it's kind of like the dark side of the GFE, and I really do try to prevent it. Um, when I was more naive in the beginning, you know, I didn't understand the consequences. But it can get a little bit scary when you know somebody's obsessing over you. You're like, okay, are they going to follow me home? Like, oh, are yeah. they going to try Jeez. to internet stalk me? Um, and that's why we have weapons and security alarms. Yeah. you know and and pets and all of those like measures to keep you safe but you know and that's why the stage name is very important and i think that a lot of public figures probably have to deal with this but when you're a sex provider you're like actually having you're, sex you're, with
1: you're dealing their with their some audience. intense uh, feelings there for sure and and it, i just
2: want to help like i just want to help them find their own partners you know like but sometimes you know they just want it to be me which i guess is flattering but it's also kind of creepy
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that you might like any stalker situation, you may like uh, have some that kind of gets out of control and you got to kind of like say, okay, you know, we're going to have to take a break or you're going to need to stay off for a while. I'm assuming it doesn't happen that often, but maybe occasionally it might you know,
2: there's like, like I said, there's like a handful of individuals who have just kind of fell off and uh, maybe in the beginning of my career, I could have been more responsible, but mm, I was like, 19, I was 19 when I started. I just am very passive and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. um, I just and it's really awkward and it's not something that like a girl like me should even have to deal with but it is like it is about like being responsible and you don't want to emotionally manipulate anyone if you want to be like an ethical provider right like you just want to be objective but you still like it's still confusing this is a whole like subject I mean I could talk about this for a while but fascinating
1: it's really interesting I, I,
2: I I feel like I I failed those customers, you know, that got led on emotionally. Um, I feel like I, I didn't help them the way that I was supposed to. And I try to take that into consideration now, but it's usually when the guy wants to be like your regular and he only sees you. And um, luckily, like I've never been in danger. Um, Nobody's tried to harm me or anything like that. I I'm very paranoid and cautious. And if something doesn't feel right, you know, I, I get, I get the hell out of there instantly. You know, I don't really take any chances regarding that. But, um, if, if somebody's getting a little too creepy, weird, obsessive, then I tend to just like, just cut it off. Like there is no, okay, let's try this later. Like I will never forget how uncomfortable you made me feel and you yeah, need to go and figure your life out. So that's me. I'm pretty like all or nothing. Um, but I, I think that now that I've had those really weird experiences, like I'm not going to promote it even like um, carelessly, you know, I'm. it's just not going to happen. Like I know how to avoid that. And I know the like red flags are really important with any individual that you're associating with. So just watching out for those red flags as a sex worker. I wish that I could just tell my, my, my past self that, but it's okay.
1: Well, I mean, um, you know, it's really not that much different than every day. I mean, especially as a woman. I mean, you were younger then. And, you know, uh, I, I know some women who all they do is they smile and they say hello, and they're screwed. <laughs> they're fucked because then the guy has <laughs> immediately fallen in love with her for some reason because he's getting some attention. Like any attention, right?
2: It could go both ways. I mean, for both genders, but men tend to be like more visually stimulated in that regard. Yeah. So, but it can, I mean, look at like all like Justin Bieber's fangirls that would just nonstop. That's such a weird example. Like, why did I bring that up? You know what I mean? Like, pop idols and shit. Like, look, it's unwanted attention. That's what it is. I mean, a lot of porn stars get it too. Um, just pretty much any public figure that looks semi-attractive or is, like, at least a little bit interesting, they're going to have people, like, obsessing over them. It's just with sex workers, it's more, like, personal.
1: Especially, like, you can
2: actually be with this person for a little bit if you yeah. treat them nice enough and you pay them well enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's... You know, and I was just thinking, like, if um if... if i mean you're offering a girlfriend experience here so you're offering a simulation basically now if (laughs) this were like this the holodeck on star trek or if it were like you know which and and by the way it's coming right that kind of situation where you can put on like a, a headset and the other person could put on a headset or you guys can like i don't know plug your brains in and it's going to beam this image directly at your your cortex or something like that. That that might be on its way. So, um if if it were a piece of software, no one would be freaking out I I don't think, but because it's they a might person, get addicted to it. Yeah, they might. Know, it might like, be, I mean, yeah, worse, definitely. In a sense That's because like the- The software, no one would feel people might not feel as bad about like look at all these the gamers in Korea who are addicted to games. I don't know if you saw that, Mm -hmm. but some of them like strap themselves in for days.
2: I mean, I I used to play Skyrim way too much um for like multiple years. Like it kinda like like I think that's why I put on like a lot of weight. Yeah. Like right around when I was 17, (laughs) like I just got kind of like depressed and I was like, what do I do with my life? And I just literally played Skyrim for like hours a day. So I think that, yeah, even I can kind of relate with that whole like video game addiction, but now I don't even really play video games that much. Like I I decided to do something with my life kind of in a way. Oh,
1: I got, I mean, well, we got, we can turn back there, but in a second, but like, are you afraid of like a a computer program replacing you eventually? Cause if you think about Uh, it, well, with sex dolls, and then you've not even dolls, they're like robots now, like some of the well, you can get these real dolls, and then you can and then like if they integrate like imagine if they took like Siri, who's like the least sexy person in the universe, have <laughs> you ever tried talking to Siri, and you stick her inside uh one of these um real dolls or something like the ingredients are kind of there, right, for having like crazy like uh what am I looking for? What's the name of that? Uh, the name of the, uh, the show there. It's eluding me with all the robots. God,
2: I don't know. Westworld.
1: (laughs) It's like Westworld. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I'm not like, I'm not like, my friend was telling me about that yesterday and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like I watch the walking dead Uh and that's it. So, (laughs) um, but so the the sex dolls now, I actually find them to be really beautiful looking and I like the craft ma- the craftsmanship behind that. Like, I think that's really cool. I'm not really threatened by that, though, because um, I know there's always going to be, like, normal people that want, like, a human being experience. Like, that's something that is, like, is a very primal uh, way of being satisfied and, like, feeling, like, that real, like, flesh on your flesh and and just... So the technology isn't quite there yet to threaten me. I think that I'll be able to have like a nice sex worker career for like the next 6 years and not have to worry about it. And by that time I would hope that I could just go and be an artist or something else, you know. I mean I like my job, but I would like to use it as a stepping stone in the next few years to do something that I'm even more passionate about. But um, you know, if we can like do like a like a crazy futuristic VR experience where like you said something weird like it just plugs right into your brain and everything feels extremely real then some shit's gonna go down like like yeah that would be very threatening to my job and pretty much everybody else's job and people are gonna be losing their jobs cause they're gonna be addicted to it and everything's gonna get fucked so you know I'm just gonna try to make my money before that I guess
1: Yeah, good, good point. Do do you have any, uh, do you have any big projects you're working on these days? Or are you, I I know you're planning a move in the future.
2: Yeah, I'm going to move to Las Vegas. So I'm going to take like a few months off. I just need to like get some things together and it's going to be like a better space. I, you know, I've been like, weirdly enough, I've been like practicing singing in the shower, um, (laughs) but I'm so shy. (laughs) I know it's silly, but like, I'm, I, I really, I really love music. Like when I'm not listening to music, I'm thinking about listening to music like constantly. Like I need to, like, it's like a really good outlet, like yelling and singing, like giving that like emotional performance of, um, like with your vo- vocal cords, but I, I'm really like, it's really personal and I'm really shy and still kind of insecure about it. And I, I mean, I feel like I could maybe be a performer cause I'm already an entertainer in a way.
1: Mm -hmm. But
2: that's like going to take that's that's like that's just like a fantasy. But I do I do I do practice every morning in the shower and I really try really hard. You know, I try to work all my muscles and like use the proper techniques. But so maybe when I move and I can get like a nice little creative space together, then I could start like doing covers because I feel like I can sing. But until I can record myself singing, then I can't really tell that many people about it but now I'm telling you. So um I also like painting a lot. I've always been into like weird surrealistic, like psychedelic looking artwork and um I used to like just I mean, I took like 5 years of art class all throughout my schooling experience. I've not been to college. I don't believe in paying for college. So I'm just going to like teach myself things. Um if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean sure you're you're just gonna like be self learned. Uh, I mean some self taught rather. I mean like a lot of I mean if you've got the passion and drive Uh that that definitely can work out in a sense You might be churning out things that other people haven't even thought of yet, especially from your like if you started making works of art based on your experiences would be kind of interesting, I think, because I, like, write,
2: I write ideas down like, yeah, sorry to cut you off.
1: No, no, totally. I mean, you I mean, you're going to go to Las Vegas. Are you planning on on like working in the brothel there or, or how does that work? Are you going to because you're near Reno gonna... now, right?
2: well yeah well i'm you can do tour dates right so i'm probably just gonna fly down and do tour dates and stuff like that like i don't i don't plan on like moving my life around that much Mm -hmm. um but i can afford it and i just like i need to take a moment to step back because i feel myself growing like i've gotten really comfortable and i've gained like a little bit of success you know so i I tend to get like bored at that point, And I feel like I've kind of plateaued at the moment. I still offer like a really good experience, but as far as like, like I paid off all my debt, you know, I have savings and now I'm like, I really don't want to like hustle anymore. Like I just want to meet clients and try to help them be sexually empowered. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, that's so a not, gig like, too. I mean, like, uh, you know, are you, th- if you're thinking of, providing some sort of, like, counseling service or <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, it's
2: thing. more, like, like, sexual coaching. Yeah. Um, which goes into, like, the whole adult virgin thing, which I've been successful with, and I have a lot of hands-on experience oh, hold on. With. What's that?
1: You mean, like, uh, you mean adults who are still virgins? And Yeah. You...
2: Didn't we talk about that last time or no? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, I did, like, this Reddit ask me anything like a few years and it got on the front page and it kind of like got viral or went viral or whatever the kids use nowadays. Um, and I got like, I got like a hundred emails from that. It was kind of stressful and, uh, pretty much like I've devergenized like hundreds of people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. So you're, you're kind of helping. I people.
2: sound like a mega slut.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, because I think that in your position, um, like in your position as a working girl, I mean, I mean, how could you I think you can still be a slut like in the pejorative way if you're like doing things irresponsibly. Because like for me, slut, Mm -hmm. there's two like words for there's two meanings for slut. You've got this sort of, like, reclaimed um, positive view, like, I love sex, I have sex, I enjoy sex, it's consensual, everybody's happy, that's slut, that's good slut. Good sluts are amazing, (laughs) I love good sluts, right? But then you've got the bad sluts, and by bad, I don't mean good bad, I mean bad bad, you know what I mean? Like, rotten. So... (laughs) Do you see what I mean? I
2: totally am following you, definitely. I I know what you mean. (laughs) Everybody
1: loves a slut. Everybody, people who say that they don't love a slut, they're probably lying the same way people say they don't masturbate. That's my theory. Like, everybody everybody
2: masturbates.
1: yeah, but um, some people say they you know, some people say they don't. But I mean everybody loves a slut. It's <laughs> someone they? who it's someone who enjoys sex. For me, that's like someone who is liberated and they enjoy slutty sex. Fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Well, um, so it's just about being like sex positive, but I use terms really freely, like if you want to call me a prostitute, like or a hooker, like I don't care. I think hooker is a really funny word. And I like calling myself that because it just sounds so crude and offensive. And I'm like, ha, I'm a hooker. But like, I guess like w- there's like there's words like slut and hoe and whore and all those different words. are Like they pretty much mean the same thing, but they have different meanings. So I guess what you would call me is a hoe because I'm smart about it and I'm making money off of it. But, um, Hmm. I just, the, the term like mega slut, like I've, I've had sex with a lot of people, but you know what? I've never had a STD. I keep myself really clean. Now I have like savings to where I can be really picky about my customers. So it's not like I'm just riddled with diseases or any of my coworkers are, I mean, we're all like tested. I think I went, I went
1: into into the testing. Yeah. So you've, um, you've deflowered. No, that's with women only when you deflower. But you've yeah, you've...
2: you could you could Google it too, like the like Google like Roxanne Price Reddit, ask me anything, adult virgins, and it's just like a lot. It's like a good archive of information. I'm sorry to interrupt, though. What were you gonna say?
1: Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um. So so yeah, I mean, have you ever like I when you were first starting out, have you ever had a customer come in and you you say to yourself. Oh geez, I I don't uh I don't want to go there. Uh he you know, he smells bad or or whatever, that kind of thing. He's he looks weird. Uh he's looks dangerous. Have you ever had one of those situations or those situations?
2: Yes. Um, but now I don't deal with it cuz like I said, I don't have any debt that I need to pay off. Like financially I'm comfortable, so now I'm I I have like the privilege to be more picky, but in the beginning like I didn't really have as many standards or boundaries set. And um I have a really sensitive nose, so it's like if somebody has bad body odor like like, oh I God. can tell right away. And uh, so that's not fun, but you, you shower beforehand, and if you don't trust them and their hygiene skills, you wash them yourself, and you have good soap, so you handle it. Um, And maybe you could be nice about it and be like, did anybody teach you how to clean yourself? Like, this is how I clean myself. And you could be, like, nice about it if you want to, like... Because, like I said, you got to try to, like, help these guys, like, actually not need to go to a brothel anymore at some point, right? Like, that that should be the goal in my opinion um however if they're not asking for that advice you don't want to be like pretentious about it but yeah there's been plenty of times where um I mean if, if anything feels dangerous I just don't even participate you know like uh, somebody comes they pick me out of lineup we do introductions and I don't like the vibe that they're giving me then I could just walk them out back to the parlor and let somebody else deal with it. If they choose to, like, I don't have to do anything that I don't want to. So, and I have like a panic button in my room. I actually have two, you know, on different sides of the room. And, uh, so that would alert like the managers and the security people. And they would all just like handle that at that point. But I've never like had anyone try to hurt me. Like I mentioned before, um, but there have been times where I've had sex with people that I don't know, like, I feel like like sometimes older men, you know, like they don't they really like track. shower. Yeah, yeah. They don't really shower as much as they should. But we always like shower before and after. So that as helps. far as like the cl- you know, what and what really like aggravates me is when people wear dirty socks like I don't like that. But I, I generally do not deal with that. At all, because it's very disrespectful to go into a sex workers room or space that they're working in. And like, I take care of myself really well. Like I shower all the time. Like I invest in like good products that keep my balance in check and all of that. Like I know, like if something's smelling bad, like I take care of it immediately. Usually I don't smell bad at all. So I eat a healthy diet, you know, that helps with like body odor and stuff like that. If you're eating nothing but McDonald's, you're going to smell like shit. You know, that's kind of like,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going like, to gassy mess. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Like I've, <laughs> I've, I've sold, a uh, I think I sold a mixer once to someone, uh, who came over. It was like a Craigslist type thing. And he came over and he sat down on my couch and after he got up, I smelled like what kind of smelled like, like cattle. Like it just like smelled nasty. I had to Febreze the couch, and then I had to Febreze like the carpet too. Like I'm just like oh poor thing. God, so it's the case with some people,
2: and it's kind of embarrassing to be like, yeah, I've slept with you know guys that didn't smell the best, but I always make sure that the areas that I'm like coming into contact with are clean beforehand. Um, my body is very important to me. It's all I've got literally, you know, so I need to keep that working for as long as possible because I want to have a whole bunch of kick-ass experiences before I die. So I need to be in working order. That's my main priority. Uh, so generally I just, uh, huh?
1: Absolutely.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. So generally I just try to avoid that type of thing. Um, some people are just really depressed and they don't know how to take care of themselves. So I think that you should have compassion. And it's kind of just up to the provider if she wants to deal with that. Some providers don't have sensitive noses at all. You know, it's just everybody's different. Um, And as far as like looks go, I mean, it's it's a little bit like like as far as the sexual engineering stuff, it's a little bit more difficult to have sex with people that are like morbidly obese. I don't really participate in that a lot. Um, not that I'm like trying to fat shame anyone but it, it is literally just more difficult you know to like get around I mean the, the body is a playground of sorts but I think you know what I'm trying to say like yeah, things yeah, don't yeah. just fit the, the way they should yeah Um, but you know what like if, if an overweight dude did want to spend time with me like, like I'm not going to turn him down if he's generous and clean and is nice to me respect is very important Um, but some people like, you know, they don't want to talk about their body issues because they're embarrassed, but I tend to like breach that subject right away. I'm like, Hey, so what's been going on here? Like, how can we improve this situation? So I just give advice no matter what, I guess. I just want people to be the best that they can be. But, you know, I try not to judge on looks alone because I, I just, I, I don't know, like We all look different. Some people like I have a very specific type of person that I find to be like ideally sexy. And it's just a weird look already. So it's like I don't expect everyone to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't expect everyone to be able to fulfill that need of mine. So I'm more like it's not about my sexual pleasure. It's about the customers. And hopefully I can make him feel good about himself. You know, like even if he does look a little bit strange like I'm still going to try to give him genuine compliments so that he can walk away like, oh, hey, these are my good qualities. This person like this about me, you know, like so that's where the empowerment comes into play. Um, You know, some people, they just need help.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of this sort of general topic, I think I'm going to leave off on uh, sort of a question that I asked you before. I'm kind of looking for the oprah moment i always try to look for something uh like like that so i i guess since the last time we spoke or maybe even if there's some other thing that you want to bring up is it is there any kind of like thing about life or any kind of experience that you've had recently that really resonates with you like in the sense of like it just life in general or or you know uh something that you've learned or some advice you'd like to impart on anyone me or future clients or anything like that i'm gonna leave it wide open
2: that is so that is super broad such a subject yeah um well i've been seeing like a lot of uh Live musical performances from like some bands that I like. And I feel like traveling and, and seeing those groups and like having like a really good seat has, I just always learned something about myself. Um, so traveling to traveling. see something or witness something that you're really passionate about witnessing, like, and feeling like me personally, like feeling those musical vibrations all over my bones is like the best natural high like it's so good um i damaged my hearing a little bit by going to a music festival in ohio though recently my ears still ringing um (laughs) so don't that's some advice if you're gonna go to a rock concert and stand in the front for four hours bring some earplugs (laughs) bring some earplugs um but yeah just like I feel like I'm always looking for insights, whether it's just like a random conversation that the couple is like having on me, on uh, having, having next to me on the plane ride home or like, okay, you know, I'm watching these people perform. Like, what are they doing? How are they doing it? What looks good? What doesn't, how are, how is the crowd reacting? Um, I was in like this crowd of like thousands of people at this event called rock on the range a few months ago. And I really hated it because it was really sweaty and people were drunk and everyone was just bumping into each other. Once Godsmack started playing, I was there to see tool, which was like the last performance and they rarely ever play anymore. So I waited that one out for a few hours and people were just crowd surfing the whole time. And we were literally like communicating with each other like, Oh, Hey, we got a big boy coming over here, you know, like, I don't know. But so that's, I'm just rapid fire ranting now. Jeez. That's good.
1: That works for me.
2: But like, so this, this experience that I would never do again, I still found some kind of like positive light in it. Whereas like the, the crowd that like the little pocket of people that I was in, you know, they were all communicating and trying to hold each other up. And we were working together despite the shitty situation that we were in, you know, to stay on our feet, wear boots, Wearing boots helps. Just don't go into loud crowds for rock concerts. Those <laughs> rock your- stars are assholes. Like, they will try to goad people into a frenzy. It's ridiculous. Um, but even in that terrible, like, social anxiety setting, like, you know, we th- there was some people that were cool about it. And they were like, this one guy made sure that I was okay, you know, because I was pretty much just alone. Um, but yeah, like, traveling... And investing in those experiences, I always learn something new about myself. So it's like a journey of self that's really important, which has been like this whole thing out to Nevada, right? So it's a constant continuation.
1: Yeah. Don't be afraid. Hey, don't listen. be
2: afraid to like invest in those experiences because like traveling is expensive. But I'm sorry. What were you going to say?
1: No, no, no. I, I totally, I totally agree uh, traveling is, I got to do way more traveling and I got to do more traveling alone. Cause I think that when you travel alone, you're completely immersed in where you're going, you know,
2: it's way better. Um, I hate going out to eat alone. I will always avoid it 100%. But as far as like traveling alone, if you can do it safely and you're cautious and you got all of your accommodations lined up and you're smart about the planning, it's okay. You know, just don't, don't take any drugs from random people that's not good ever
1: <laughs> okay i'll take that's, that to that's heart. good
2: advice right yeah, yeah. exactly
1: uh listen, i wish that
2: was more structured I'm sorry. no
1: that's fine hey listen uh, roxanne thanks so so much for being on the show today for show number two episode number two with roxanne price Well, that's about it for this episode with Roxanne Price from Nevada. Um, I'd like to thank her for being on the show. Um, There will be a link to her social media on the show notes. Of course, this link is not work safe. Please don't go there, unless you happen to work in that particular industry. And the music for this episode, as always, was provided by the Fantastic Plastics thanks a lot for that. And I would encourage you to join the Instagram for this website. It's at instagram.com slash Podcast, so you don't miss any future episodes. I've got a lot of good ones coming up. Um, more talk about liberated sexuality, female Sex, in the sense that of women being in control of their bodies and control of their sexuality, coming up in the future, as well as some more sort of, um, I guess, regular topics as well coming up. Uh, I hope to have um, a guest talk about bidets and uh, uh, what's wrong with toilet paper. So that should be kind of interesting too, I hope, to most people. And, um, yeah, also, please don't be shy. Leave a five-star review on, uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rather, on uh, Android, the whole deal. It really, really helps me out uh, mentally uh, putting out these episodes. And uh, I recently actually appeared on a podcast that is coming out soon, I believe. It's called The Genie Show and uh, so check out her show it's kind of like this show um really highly recommend it it's interview based and it's it's just fun topical talks with interesting people just like this show so thanks so so much for listening please do come back next time have a great day bye
3: what the hell do you Think you're doing dragging your butt through the day, selling body and soul to a bunch of bland normals, acting stupid so they'll think you're one of them. Tired of getting all of the guilt, but none of the sex. There is a simple answer, dear friend. A glowing beacon of slack amidst the turmoil and darkness. It's J.R. Bob Dobbs, the living slack master and his church of the subgenius. Bob brings a new destiny for the abnormal. For Bob comes to justify our sins, to unmask the conspiracy, and to get us back. The slack they stole away. It's us versus them. Are you gonna fry in hell on Earth alongside the Pink Boys? Or will you pull the wool over your own eyes and accept Bob into your mind? Repent, quit your job, slack off, and praise Bob!
2: church of the subgenius
1: eternal salvation or triple your money back
2: but let's leave things
3: of this world behind and walk now down the path of bob for this brief minute of slack from the church of the subgenius friend, the devil is tearing the family apart. But what the devil uses to do it with is nine to five jobs. Conspiracy corporate peak situations where mommy and daddy get up in the morning and go to work and they they kiss the kids goodbye. It's the first time they see them during the day, kiss them goodbye. Kind of a a simultaneous goodbye and hello. Then they get home about seven o'clock, ticked off to use the polite term after a long drive back out to the suburbs. They get home they kiss their kids hello and goodnight and they go to bed. And the other churches dare to say the breakdown of the family is because the kids see a little tittering, stupid, sexy gags on television or because of the new permissiveness where men are allowed to do things with other men. That's a bunch of holy hooey, I say, my friend. I say, oh, why not legalize pornography and ban work? Work is what takes the parents away from the kids. Most of these kids these days grow up. They don't have parents. They got some kind of robot scarecrows and... Uh, No, friend, let there be slack. (laughs) See
0: wwwsubgeniuscom You're not dreaming. You're here in the vast and technologically advanced OSI 74 studios, where my co-host, Miss Mittens, and I, your host, Mr. Lobo, are getting ready to host a brand new season of Cinema Insomnia. But this time, we want to get you insomniacs involved. Please come join us at our Patreon page, patreon.com cinemainsomnia, where you'll find Mr. Lobo is making your new TV shows, and we're involving you in the process. Even at the dollar level, you will have access to uh, exclusives that other insomniacs. Aren't. You'll have access to Mr. Lobo that few Sinsomniacs get to enjoy. Uh, there will be other perks at other tiers too. You'll be able to get props from the show, potentially. Uh, you'll be able to get uh, your name in the credits, perhaps. Uh, maybe you could uh, bend steel bars with your bare hands, levitate cars, fly. I mean, think of it. Anything is possible. If you come, be a part, and join our inner, sweet, double-stuffed, deep, salty, caramel, double-dipped, gooey, center, super core. And um, Mr. Lobo's getting hungry all of a sudden. But um, look, you hit the subscribe bar, Mr. Lobo's going to hit the snack bar, and and we'll see you later for a brand new season of Cinema and